Yo, 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 welcome to a new episode of the Top Road Podcast. Welcome to the beginning of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, it's been kind of hectic right, for the last few days, nonetheless. But um, we're going to get the spruce of the type of things right here, right now. We don't have the whole crew with us today, you know. Um, so we, well, we got two of the main, well, one of the main guys and one of the, uh, one of the new and one of the new faces on the show. Give it up for Youngblood and give it up for Karu from Brooklyn. What up with your boys? Y'all, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, another day of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, another day of quarantine. It sucks. Um, you know what today's show is going to be consistent of? It's going to be consistent of last night's Monday Night Raw that happened on four twenty. Smoke some. Uh, yeah, smoke some, smoke some. Anything else? All that other shit. Nonetheless, um, we're going to jump right into it. But before we do that, we're going to give a special shout out to Anchor for giving us a platform for us to do our podcast, Off the Top Roll Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us the, um, the platform that we need to keep growing, to try to get some noise, try to build up that reputation, representation, and dedication to our listeners and fans at home. Thank you, um, If you want to. How to um, download the app your own podcast? You can go on iTunes podcast, Google podcast. Can y'all hear me straight? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought it was a stupid feedback from my microphone. Um, customization tools that this um what that this app provides to give you the essential tool that you need to make your podcast a video edit from editing to the sound editing, background music, all the other stuff. Um, yeah, it also gives you the platform to be able to share to other, um, to other spot, um, to other podcasts like um, Spotify, Breaker Podcast, Google Podcasts, and many, many more as more time progresses. It makes money with very little listenership, so please heed my word. Download the app now as we speak. Um, nonetheless, we're going to jump right into this goddamn thing. First off, ah. Monday Night Raw for 2020. How did this thing start? It starts with the um, WWE Champion, which, yeah, I hit that little graphic out of, I mean, that had hit his little graphic at the bottom, Universal Champion. So was getting fired for that. <laughs> Drew McIntyre comes out, he makes his way out to the ring, he cuts the promo with Seth Rollins, and, you know, try to be the fighting champion, fighting all comers. And the obstacle of being the WWE Champion, he's always got target on his back, unless he knows the truth. He, he lays down the challenge for Seth. Well, money in the bank. Defend his beloved World Heavyweight Championship against him, the Monday Night Messiah. But before he keeps continuing, Angel Garza, Andrade, and Selena Vega, and Austin Theory comes out and interrupts and disrespect them. But Andrade wasn't with them. He tried to do a sneak attack from behind, but also Drew McIntyre fights back and he gets Claymore kicked for his troubles. Boom. Claymore kicks him out of the ring. Austin Theory, Angel Garza refuses to go in there. Zulia Vega try to order them. They, they's like, uh-uh, we ain't dealing with that crap. Get Ozzy Ozzy cut that full fucking body chop um, last week. <laughs> and then that's when they, as that segment with him making this plan to try to whip and destroy Angel Garza in the main event on that map. In the main event of tonight's card. I do that little segment B only because 
is different. But more importantly, they're squashing they're squashing these three pretty maturely, pretty prematurely. I'm guessing. But from the way that I'm looking at it, it's like it's just like guinea pigs for the for right now. Uh, I don't know how you are too feel about that first segment, but how y'all feel about that real quick before we move on? Short and sweet. Church. I was high as fuck. <laughs> so I, it, it allowed me to really ask the most simplest questions as a high person when I watched this segment. I said in the last podcast that I was hoping <laughs> they would take this group, right, and turn it from chicken shit to chicken salad. Well, over the weekend, I made some bomb-ass chicken salad that tastes a lot better than what the fuck is going on with Selena's group right now. LWR. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to go straight up into it because I know they had a couple matches tonight, but I'll say it overall, but I'll just say it like this. I'm starting to I'm starting to think what's the point now. But that's all I got. But Drew looking good. Looking good. Start off as champ. Dominated as champ. You know. But uh not doing the others any favors. That's all I gotta say. I just wanna cool. say this that if they're making Drew McIntyre look strong against the uh, LWO two point it's a major fail. <laughs> So, whoever it is, Hunter, I know it's your 25th year anniversary, but we need you to get on Raw and fix this shit because this is not what a champion should look like. Do you think Brock Lesnar will go against the LWO? Fuck out of here. He probably probably be the arrow. Shit. (laughs) Well, that's true. You're right about that. (laughs) So, technically, we're seeing it for the very first time in... What a year since then? Because the last person that held the belt before they dropped it was Seth. Mm-hmm. You see what he went through, and then the last. Um, we don't want to get in too deep involved in this. Um, so we have the King Todd and Byron Scott making an announcement that Money in the Bank will be on top of Titan Towers. So the whole WWE building is going to be a pay per view landfill for this uh, for this upcoming pay per view. I'm guessing that you're going to start from the first floor, or you going to start from the basement. And you're gonna work your way up from the building to get to the top of the building. And ring top of Titan Towers and Stanford, Connecticut. And you're gonna go do the money in the bank match that way, I'm guessing. Oh, they didn't really make that whole thing clear. Oh god. I, we 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 just need a little bit more ruling and how we can actually picture this actually could happen. It just reminds you of what's the well, what's that game that you go up like many levels of shit? Um Damn it. There was a certain PC game that came out a long time ago that you go through like different levels, you face all different monsters, then the higher the level that you get, the more difficulty that like it gets. I gotta research that name. It reminds me of that game itself. Um further, you know, but further but nonetheless, we're gonna move forward. The first match of the night, which honestly before this really matches tonight. It wasn't no recaps, it was just matches, which actually pretty good. Austin Theory versus Alistair Black for the Money in the Bay Qualifiers um, match. Um, after the groove, after the smooth 12-minute match, Alistair Black picks up the dub using the black mask. Roundhouse kick to your face, bitch. Uh, phone, phone, bitch. Selena Vega obviously on the commentary table 
Jerry King lost his kissing ass, of course, but nonetheless, you know how we find it. You know, you would um, do the same thing for for, for her. She is a no. sexy bitch. Damn. Um, I just got one small thing when it comes to that one. What's the no? She got to fix her nose. Then come talk to me. <laughs> I'm gonna make that shit completely short and sweet. Three point stars. I find this match quite entertaining. See more and more, more, feature, more, more feature stars and more trying to build up new stars. This is what Paul Heyman is doing to which Karu was saying how he should go to Raw. No, Triple H is just to stay on SmackDown and NXT. Work on those two. Leave Paul with Raw. I'm done talking about that. I mean, I'm not talking about the match. But after the match, Byron Scott interviews Alistair Black about his upcoming um, his coming adventure through Money in the Bank and everything that, he, that he's going to win. He's capable of winning. Let me, let me say another last. He's going to get everyone a black mask, apparently. Oh, that's all I got to say about that. Um, young blood, you got the floor. Smooth 12 minutes, I'll give him that. And the most interesting thing about this whole match Kind of hard yeah, out. I was just gonna say that. Um, the most in- <laughs> um, the most interesting part of this whole match is that you know when you know what you know, you know that Alistair Black and Zelina are married. <laughs> so you know, other than that, despite the fact that these matches, you know, this match was pretty hard hitting on both sides. You know, I knew that nigga nigga get kicked off. Like, like I said, I'm gonna reiterate. I was high as shit watching this last night. <laughs> so I'm going to pick out the littlest thing. <laughs> First off, I'm still kind of prepping for my birthday. Come on. Come on, DJ, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that fucking Zelina no shit talking. <laughs> you got me on. I'm surprised y'all didn't notice that. <laughs> That's why I was like, are y'all serious? I, said, I mean, she is gorgeous when she's dressing up playing playing the whole cosplay shit, but you look at the damn nose. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, that reminds me of uh, William Defoe's nose. How William, William Defoe is. No. He played the Green Goblin in yeah. Spider-Man. He no. played the of uh, the of uh, the uh, Detective Schmecker in um, Boondog Saints. Y'all should know who the hell I'm talking about here. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Other than that, uh, nice win for Alistair Black. Um, his wife was there, you know, getting her panties wet low key, but she don't want mm-hmm. that, um, that white, that white melon tatted ass of my husband's. Uh huh. Oh, I meant to say this too. She she only goes for white boys, so that's the sad part. So even I wouldn't get a shot. Yeah, Karu. No, yeah. I mean, I would try. If not um, to give me Nia Jax. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. We're 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 gonna get to that later. Crew, um, crew, I think it's on you. If Yumbo was finished, um, I just want to say this. Yeah. I don't really have. I'm just a little bit confused with Alistair Black's career as he jumped to Monday Night Raw. Um and this whole persona of looking some somebody to fight me and the devil's blood and all that weird shit. So I'm still trying to figure figure out where Alistair Black fits. I would prefer him to go back to NXT. Um, you know, because he did so well there. Because I don't know what is going on raw, but I want to say this: I have a strange feeling that he may win the Money in the Bank despite. 
my other wishes of wanting Daniel Bryan to win it. But I have a feeling Paul Heyman might be pulling something to get him that that briefcase. Mm-hmm. Yes, course. exactly. I feel you. That's what you guys say? Yep, that's it. All right. Um, we'll get into the next segment after the next segment after that. What's the sec of the night? Cena Baszler versus an Indy Hartwell. Oh god. Um, so yeah, let's just well, let's just copy and paste from last week. Let's put it on this person this week. Slap. So nonetheless, if y'all didn't listen to the last Monday Night Raw from Go, I'm gonna just go straight to the point. It was two minutes of just thrashing one NXT developmental person, and she's the same thing that she did to Sarah Logan. She breaks her arm, snap all over again. But this is not the end of it. She goes, walks out, grabs the ladder, come back, smacks her around with it. But before she does that, she does a swinging, I mean, like a swinging power lift throw to the barricade, hits the side of her head, then. She puts her arm in between one ladder. She gets furious. You reference in the background. Don't do it, Shayna. Don't do it. Why didn't you stop her? <laughs> and he, he, then she just fight? gets hook aggressive and then runs and power kicks the shit out of, hugging the shit out of that ladder. They crack. Now we see another developmental talent get, get brutally beaten and battled and bruised. She was my TKO because she can't continue to fight. Um, the whole thing itself, which is a copy and paste moment, which I wrote this down as kind of like she's she's rampaging through the roster, evil intentions with evil, evil tactics in her mind for her money in the bank obstacle that she's about to go through to get the Becky Lynch. I give her 3.75 stars. Even though they did the copy Lynch, that would have deducted the grade down a lot more. Matter of fact, it did weigh down for last week. I said five stars last week, so yeah, I doubled it down a lot. So I get it pretty fair. They just copy and paste it. Say, you know, you, you're going to just go through three superstars, do the same goddamn thing, build yourself up to be this a total annihilator that you got so much heat in the back that you got more people to fight. That's all I got to say about it. Young blood. Uh, uh, shit. I'll give it three stars. I mean, I get the message, you know. Uh, like you said, copy and paste. The uh, thing that had me dying, though, was uh, when they showed the video package of what she did to Sarah Logan, and my cousin was over here watching, and we both high as shit, and we look at this chick over here scared of her life, and he said, and I quote, <laughs> poor child is scared. <laughs> 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 she, had, she had every fucking reason to be. And, um... I hope the ladder's okay for one. You didn't deserve to be kicked like that. Um, the arm of hers is already done. We already know what the hell you signed up for. And hey, Shannon didn't break the rules. You know. Um, yeah. Other than that, I hope the uh, developmental talent she gets well. Uh, get a new arm off Amazon Prime or something. Put your bid on eBay. Because she's going to have to come back and she's going to end up looking like Jack from Mortal Kombat. But um, I appreciate the message that Shayna's trying to show that she's going to dominate the money in the bank with this new uh, new setting that they got going on. I'm very interested uh, interested to see what her uh, input in this match is going to be. Badass is probably going to be the way. Take on it. Okay, crew. 
I'm clearing my voice because I'm about to go in. <laughs> I think this is the most stupid ass fucking angle in the whole of the world, man. I'm like, what are they doing with her? Shayna Baszler had that respect in NXT, and you love watching her matches. Now when she's on Raw, I just have to either turn my channel or find something to go eat something to eat. Because this shit don't make no sense. I'm tired of this making her look like a badass by pretending to break people's arms and shit like that. Like, first of all, you ain't going to be doing that shit to me. Because if you break my arm in real life, I'm going to use my other arm and fuck you up. So my thing is this. I don't like the angle. I think it's stupid. I think it's ridiculous. Shayna Baszler is already a badass as she is. What they fucked up on was having her lose the way she lost against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. If they didn't make that fucking mistake, we wouldn't have this fucking circus clown of what we're watching on Monday Night Raw every time she's in the ring with some jobber. Mm. So you mean he's saying that NXT was a jobber? No, I'm talking about the superstar that whoever... Who's, who, who's she for? She's, Wasn't it some... No, she's from... Who's she for? No, she's from um, NXT. No, I'm, talking, I'm, no, I'm talking about who she fought in the ring yesterday. You mean last week? Last week, yeah. Was it Sarah Logan? Yes. Okay, so Sarah Logan's a jobber anyway, because she ain't gonna do but I'm just saying they what they really messed up on was giving having her, she should have done well at WrestleMania, had some type of screwy finish, so that way we can build up to see her against Becky Lynch again. I don't know, with the booking behind her, it does not make any sense to me, and I think it's ludicrous. Hmm. Good take. I ain't, I ain't gonna touch that one. I'm kind of now like digesting it from your point of view. That now I kind of see what you were saying, but I, uh, I mean, yeah, I want to get into that. Let's, you know, you said, let's yeah, we could be all day about that one. Yeah, I don't, I want to get too deep into it. Um, then goes into the third match of the night, which was the team of Ricochet and Cedric Alexander versus Shane Thorne and Brendan and Brandon Vink. From um, NXT. This was only two minutes. Two minutes. They both hit their finishes, the recoil, and some great tag team work. They're showing the agility and flash and speed. Um, yeah, great in great in this way, but this was well, I mean, this was a squash, but it was a bad squash, but it was a good squash. There's a difference between good squashes and bad squashes. As crew was mentioning earlier. The Sheena Beasley match, the second match of the night, that was, I mean, that was a bad squash. Now, this was a good squash. Good because is if you look at their body types and body weights and shit like that, it stands out. It's reasonable. But at the same time, I felt like they got, I felt the other team could have got a little, a little bit more offense in. So it kind of wasn't really fair. So they're basically saying, like, NXT is just a piece of shit right about now. It wouldn't be a piece of shit. I mean, we're going to See our main roster for the big matches, the pay per views, and shit like that. And we're going to use these guys and just get them over. So when you go to NXT, it's like, well, you guys lost on the main event. So who are you guys? Are, so who are you guys now? So it's kind of bad. But in a way, I still give it 3.5 stars only because I like the in ring ability that me that these two good bring. Now they just need a name. Now they can figure out a name that's catchy that can get to be on merchandising and getting shirts and other merchandise going. Then they got something here. Don't hate me, no. But they should have fucked. But they should have fucked you over. Read your contracts, boys. Read your contracts. Oh, young blood. 
<laughs> I didn't know the man. <laughs> this nigga was high as um, <laughs> No, it's not the fact that I was high as shit. I wasn't in the room. <laughs> I mean, for one, I like Ricochet and I like Cedric Alexander. So it was like, I ain't got much to say about the match because I, for one, once again, didn't know this match happened. Um, but I will say this: uh, What the fuck? Um, it seems like when you don't know what to do with people, you put them together as a tag team. <laughs> and how long is this formula going to last? If I can be real with you, yes, there is some success. There've been some tag team champions. There's some that work. It seemed like they just put two as many guys that they don't have no shit and fucking clue of what to do with them. They put them together. Hey, do your flip shit. Come up with a name. You can be Black Panther 1. You can be the sequel. And all of a sudden, you have yourself a tag team. Now, I'm only going by Deshaun's words with this because I didn't see the match, but it sounds like they had a good showing. It seems like they got a nice combination special thing going on. Cool. But where is this going to go from months And you got to think about their tag team division, too. Are they going to be number like one? How many tag teams like, do Raw have right yeah. now? I counted I mean, three yesterday. So I said from that precinct, okay, this is a yeah. good move for them to be in that tag team scene and then to get a little shot and more TV time. Because otherwise, they wouldn't really do a shit anyway. As we see yeah, Ricochet, I, I mean, no disrespect for me for Buddy Way. Yeah. Ricochet got squashed by Brock Lesnar. Then what happened afterwards? <laughs> he wasn't on TV since. And Cedric yeah, Alexander, he was just getting his ass whipped too. So, you know, I. It was either now or never. Yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying? I get that, you know, you got to find a way to stretch out the tag division and also find something to do with them. But what if it's another failed experiment? What is it going to look like for them in the future? You know, that's all I'm saying. I get that, the, you know, I get the tag division, but these two are also incredible single athletes that should have been in positions that they deserve to be in, which we all knew maybe they wouldn't even make it to with this company in the first place unless he was in NXT. But other than that, uh, I have no grading for this because I didn't know this match happened. You said it was two minutes. Well, shit, I was probably <laughs> going for that two minutes. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get called out the room to just do simple shit. I come back in the room. I don't see no Cedric Alexander yeah. match. I didn't know that shit happened. And I'm going through the fucking YouTube and whatnot, and I don't even see they match. So, um, other than that, hey, if they're going to make the tag team division, if they're going to go somewhere, WWE, utilize that shit and, and make up some lost time. I'm just saying. Do something. Uh, ahead, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, they did this thing on Black History in February, I would understand, but this shit I don't understand, so... Next. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Kuro. Young blood. Oh, he having some technical difficulties. Um, 
we're gonna take a brief couple of seconds for we're gonna let him jump back in. I think something's going on with his situation over there in Brooklyn. I hope Brooklyn's doing okay. Uh, you know, that's really what the the big hub of the COVID nineteen situation. And then, you know, what I mean, they got to we don't about that shit because everything's crazy as fuck. Yeah, you know, what I mean, nonetheless. Um, y'all good. I think he was gonna go on like a little tirade. Okay. Well, Karu, as you as um briefly I interrupted said, and briefly out of service, go ahead. Uh next. <laughs> okay, to, I just making sure. Fuck it. Next. I um cuss the backstage. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so it cuts the backstage. Charlie Charlie's back there interviewing um Kyrie Singh with Oscar next um next one. And she's questioning her match against Nia Jax coming up next. Oscar and Kyrie just mocks her and shit like that, and you know what I'm saying, hyping her up before her big her big rematch of last week's ass beating. Oh god. The next segment, the next segment was, was we find Bobby Lashley and Lana in the gym. And he's gonna flip some little tractor tie at first to try to go and lure us the big thick tractor tie that he's trying to flip and push over. Uh, I don't know what the hell they're really doing with him. My god, like this I lift things up something. and put them down. I am a black built guy <laughs> fucking someone else's wife. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to move forward from there. Uh, the fourth match was the rematch from last week. Kyrie Singh versus Nia Jax. Oh, God. I'm going to go on my little tirade right here before I get my grade for this. This was complete bullshit. Like, my God, David versus Goliath 2. We, we already seen this happen last week. We'll need to see this shit again. And you're squashing Kyrie. If you're trying to resign her to try to make her stay, and you're already squashing her to me, I mean, just a big Opa Lupa. Like, come on now, ladies and gentlemen. We should know this. We know how like, we know how this fight will end up here. I mean, yeah, it was two minutes more than what it was last week, but there was one particular spot in particular, it was a big red flag. And y'all and y'all will probably see this match if your blood was not too high enough to not fall this match. She picked her up on the throat and then she speeds thrusts her and then Kyrie's falling down and the back of her head hits the I mean, hits the lower turnbuckle. Mm, and that's a bad spot. Yo. Oh. So big botch. Big big ass botch. But you know what she trying to say that they trying to make a cover up for? It's trying to cover to be like that was a sign of what she's gonna do to Rhonda when she sees her. Really? You know for damn well that was a clear fucking botch and a half. That was clearly not a sign throwing jabs at Rhonda. Who gives a shit about that bitch? <laughs> you know, she's irrelevant too. And your know, NSO says she got that with the fake wrestling industry and she made money from it. <laughs> I don't want to go into a deep into a, to a, a deep tirade about her right now because we will take up too much time and I'll really voice my fucking opinion on that white cunt. Anyway, Ooh. I was just going to move forward from here. But that match itself was complete dark bullshit. Four minutes, Nia Jax wins with a damn Samoa drop. I give it a 1.5 stars, but fuck that. I'm taking a dump on this piece of shit. Just because now, because of what I heard about why that they try to cover for the botch moment, and I was like, that's not it. That's complete bullshit. And then I was just like, I was like, this is three ways that you can fuck up one match, and you're taking shots at someone that's now that's going to be on Twitter talking shit about her. <laughs> Let's see what happens next. I'm done talking about it. That was just a straight piece of shit. Garbage. Yeah. Dumb. Dog shit. Dumb. I shit. If I was, 
Like, just my guy. I know Karu might just say next on that one. He's gonna voice his opinion and say next. But nope. young blood, go. <laughs> okay. First thing first, I would like to think about that time that uh Kyrie Fane had the concussion back in TLC. And that was the first thing that popped in my head when Nia Jax tossed her ass into the corner the way she did. So I kind you know, I'm not gonna say I kinda cringe, I cringe like a motherfucker. And I was hoping that she was okay, if I can be real with you. And I know the internet's giving Nia shit. And, hey, I'm not going to sit here and condone what she did and then try to find some bullshit reason for it. And forgetting the fact that you're doing this to someone who wasn't, in my knowledge, and from what it looked like, at least to me, wasn't doing a lot of wrestling, not only because she got married, you know, long distance or whatever, but even other wrestling YouTubers kind of pointed it out to me because I kind of look forward to them to, you know, maybe educate me a little bit. Yeah, Kyrie Sane really hasn't been the same or hasn't been wrestling much ever since having that concussion. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And for, for her to go into the ring with Nia Jax, someone who hasn't been in the ring for almost a year, oh, and then... Yeah. Double knee surgeries. Thank you. And and then you got Kyrie Sane, who don't wrestle like that and hasn't been the same since the concussion. And I would know that will always be a thorn in your ass. And that history of concussions will come in any hindsight when you least expect it. That's a bad mix altogether. Put them in put them in again this week. Stupid. The bar should be covered the way it was instead of acknowledging it and be, you know, professional. Because I know some do that. Stupid. Because what if she get the, you know, what if she get injured? What if she had another major concussion? But you know, but they kept it low key about it. Uh, if I can ask y'all, when Tari Saint had that concussion in TLC, did WWE mention it very much? I don't remember if they did or not. Me neither. Well, they kept not it on really. The you know what I'm saying? Well, not. I mean. I'm, uh, I mean, not really, but they covered it for like two or three days. But after yeah. maybe like a close to a week, it was really it. Yeah, you know. So it's like, it's see how they just mentioned in very little of days to none. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we don't even know. You know, maybe in the long side, but then again, this is just me overthinking. She probably got lucky and she's okay. But possibilities, possibilities are endless. They always say this is not ballet. But you know, some smart ass to be like, oh, but they're wearing tights. Go fuck yourself. But anyways, you know, uh, this match, uh, it wasn't necessary. It didn't need to happen. I mean, yeah. Kyrie, what are you what, what were you going to accomplish this week that you didn't accomplish last week? You still despite the bodge, got got your ass whooped. Appreciate the heart. Despite the bars, you still got your ass whooped. Naya, um, you need to start being on your shit so these bars don't happen. I get that you're attractive and you got this ego and you're showing your ass on Instagram, but that's basically wrong with the majority of y'all because y'all ego get the best of you. You think that your in-ring skills will match with the ego that you automatically was given when... You have the internet and other fans like ourselves see otherwise or else we would be shitting on your fucking match right now. 
But I digress. Other than that, this match sucked. I'm done. Cool. What I want to say is that people don't, and I'm not no doctor, neurologist, or any of that, but when it comes to concussions, like, that shit can fuck with you up, fuck with you, really. And and Kyrie Singh, to go back to what uh, Nick was saying, she wasn't wrestling as much because of the concussion. Let's not forget, Alexa Bliss suffered multiple concussion, and her career was on a downside um, towards the last two years because of the concussions. I don't understand why they booking her against Nia Jax to make it look like she's dominant. That was a disgusting move. And I'm a huge Nia Jax fan because I'm all about them, you know, not using a typical woman who's slim and whatever. So I'm all about promoting, you know, bigger athletes, bigger, you know, body-wise image. But that right there was disgusting and that was uncalled for. Like, if that was... If that was me in the back and that happened after that, yo, they would have to hold me back because what what the fuck are you going to do? And this is the last place you want to be in a hospital for something. We got coronavirus going on. So that was disgusting. Again, I'm, again, I'm a Nia Jax fan, but what she did yesterday, that was tasteless. And and she even posted on her Instagram uh, and just put like some stupid emojis. And I'm like, it's not, that's a dangerous move, dumbass. That's how you lose some points. That's how you lose some points. That's how you lose some points. Hey, you on that. Um, then after the match is over, um, it goes to the video promo of Seth Rollins at home in his big, nice, like, velveteen chair. Like and the dress <laughs> and address, addressing McIntyre's challenge and abruptly accepts it. Not me because of anything. He accepts the challenge out of necessity. He wants to save him. He wants to save the company. He wants to save the brand. He's trying to be this Messiah. But the way that he did, it was nice. I give it an A. For the first time, I had to give that man an A. It was like, most of his problems, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Certain problems, I'm like, okay, he's getting there. But not all the way through. I'm not totally sold. But this one is this kind of like calm, cool, silent, sinister person approach. Yeah. You do that, like, I'm not going to touch you right now, my son. I'll get your ass at the next pay-per-view. And that title will belong to me. And that will actually freak me out. I'm like, okay, what's he going to be doing? That's going to build, build, build anticipation that now we're going to see him bring his whole his whole attention to a match, nonetheless. So I'm actually looking forward to that match now because of this. Let the people know. We're going to just cut right through. The next video promo after that was Viking Raiders in the car. Oh, my God. Eden, one of those eating a fucking turkey leg, and they're just bigging each other up about being the top tag team on the damn roster. This is an F. Can we just skip yeah. this? This move past this. Yeah, this is a fucking all. Yeah, this is this is this was an automatic automatic F. I didn't give this a. I didn't give it a, like no fucking grade. Like I was just disappointed. I'm like during the daytime, y'all driving with y'all shit on. I'm like, my God, what the fuck? Um. <laughs> the, the second after that, it's the fifth match, and that was a uh, Money in the Bank qualifier match. MVP versus Apollo Crews. Uh, before the match even starts, MVP comes to Pro Bowl, hyping himself of being back in the being back in the Money in the Bank um, opportunity, and names all of the previous. He name driving other people that won the Money in the Bank and went on and been successful or not, but apparently Paul Cruz is not going to be one of those guys, and heard enough, and Paul Cruz comes out, interrupts, and that was it. The show started, but this was a great 
eight minutes. So I'm in a Paul Cruz actually made some shit out of himself, but he's not gonna win his money in the bank. They just need another body in there. But this is a great display of his in-ring talent. I hope and pray Vince sees this shit. But obviously we already know he's racist. So he's just looking at us like, yeah, I got a great performance monkey. What up? Ah, <laughs> this is such good shit. Um <laughs> Paul Cruz wins clean. One, two, three. He does some tuck power bomb move. Um, that kind of seemed devastating because because the way that the bounce because the way that the bounce had the ring shake. Um, three point five stars. Great in ring work. Great in ring work. Young blood. This matchup is better than I thought it would be. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you know, when you get used to certain bookings, you would think, okay, Apollo Crews ain't gonna win. That's exactly how I walked in this match. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like he'll show off his athletic skills, but I think in my I think they was building MVP as that heel from 2006, 2008. You know what I'm saying? So I was thinking he was gonna get like a, uh, you know, a dirty win, you know. But uh, other than that, like what Deshaun said, this once again shows the skills of Apollo. Now, the only question I have, actually, yeah, the only question I have, Vince, WWE, are you watching? That's all I'm asking. That's all we're asking. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I think someone on YouTube once again said that this win over MVP was the biggest win. Now, I, I don't know if I can agree. But they said it was the biggest one of his career. That's up to y'all. I don't know about that. <laughs> no disrespect to MVP. You know, he, he was the man in his own right. That's outside of WWE. But um, in WWE, um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he's been, he came back and he's been jobbing. I mean, he's been decent at best, but he's been jobbing. I remember when Drew made him his bitch in that one match? You know, I remember? And y'all saying this is his biggest... Yeah. Apollo got the W. I think it's a win that he deserved, and that was probably way overdue to be in these type of matches, given this opportunity. He's not going to win, but with this this money in the bank concept we got coming up, I'm wondering how his uh, athletic ability is going to affect in this type of match. You know, especially if we're going to fight through a fucking staircase to go on a roof and shit, grabbing a briefcase. <laughs> we're going to be fucking Spider-Man running off walls and shit. I mean, <laughs> but, hey, that's all I got to say about that. Congrats, Apollo. Karu? All I want to say is this. MVP, I love the music. Like Tropicana, I got the juice. That music always gets me hot every time I hear that theme song. And Silk the Shocker did his thing on that shit. So I don't know what MVP role is WWE is. I really don't care. I just want to hear that one, two. And that's it. Next. <laughs> Cuts backstage. Charlie tried Caruso interviews. Ruby Wright. And the uh, fra- and the friction between the whole beloved riot squad and um 
Saturday Logan is supposed to be coming back now. Did y'all hear about this? Yep. Like they're what? like rehiring her now because of like she got such support from backstage. They, you know, what I'm saying now they're trying to like bring her back. I'm like, oh my What's god, sympathy shit. I mean, I don't know. You might have to read the article for yourself. <laughs> That's why they kept mentioning her. Yeah, I'll send it. Um, yeah, yeah so the friction between the riot squad and then, but she's trying to explain that how she was the reason that they exist and you know pull for the team and will show Liv Morgan who she really is. Yeah, what emotion shit, blah blah blah. Which leads to the next match: Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot. Four minutes. Liv Morgan wins by pin. Do some crazy ass root maneuver. Uh, that actually pretty damn surprised me. And she, she looked good doing it. I gave it a two point two. I gave it two point twenty five stars. Decent at best. Yep. Decent at best for Lynn, decent at best for Lynn Morgan out there. I guess they're going to try to push her right now, but they got to give her more of a golf it look. You can see one of those what they call them. Damn it, some some ex bitch I used to date is so obsessed with this cartoon style, Kawaii something like that, Kawaii something like that, some graphic anime type style thing. If they put that back on her, oh yeah, they'll get her. Oh yeah, they get some of these fans. They'll get some of these fans little by little. Go ahead, young blood. I'm not talking. Yeah, this match was decent at best. I mean, I didn't really expect much. Um, I know from the beginning of this little uh, feud, it was this was supposed to be a uh, ride squad uh, breakup. They didn't have a triple threat match. They didn't even have a fucking moment together in the ring in the chamber. Sarah Logan got released. <laughs> So it's like, I don't know if they're trying to keep this going. Is this like, I hope this is not a thing. I hope next week come along and there's a rematch and then Ruby Ride gets the win and then it's a rubber match and then Sarah Logan comes back and then we got that triple threat match and then we blow it off finally. I mean, it's a drag. They should have done that months ago, honestly. But um, the the ending, the springboard flatliner that uh, Liv Morgan hit was actually pretty good. Um I've actually seen her hit that move in the fan cam in a live event, wondering if she was going to hit that on the screen. And uh, when she did it to Ruby, it kind of caught me off surprise, came out of nowhere. I like the small shock value that I received from that. So that alone is the reason why I'll probably give it a two and a half. But other than that, you know, it was just decent at best for me. Nice finish, though. Cool. I just want to say, I want to tear Liv Morgan little ass up, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shit, man. Whoever is, whoever is with her, you are Nobody. a lucky motherfucker, man. Nobody. Yeah, man. If she could role play, be Harvey Quinn one day, then Joker the next day. Like, God damn. That little bitch, man. Woo! Uh, what were we talking about? The match? I don't even remember nothing about the match. Yeah, before Kiru but... busts his nut real quick. <laughs> we're going <laughs> quickly before. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back to the gym again. Bobby Lashley sets his oh. goal of flipping this big, thick fucking track tire. He does a little prime example of one bullshit-ass tire. He's gunning for another one, trying to make his pleading case. But before, he's trying to go and get some loving from Lana from the um in this first segment. So he comes back into this one all like cheered up and refreshed. I don't know how long it really takes him to smash that little white twat down anyways. 
mean, going to it goes into the next the next segment. It's a, it's another match, the Money in the Bank qualifying match, Rey Mysterio versus Murphy. Yes, finally. Yeah. Oh my oh, God, boy. we finally Rey Mysterio gets the redemption that of the in ring TV performance that he needed because some people was now looking at him like maybe his time's really fucking up. Maybe he's not really, you know. Going to be booked right, so they're going to just keep him trying to keep him away from AEW, or they're trying to keep him around because of his son. That they want his son to be part of the performance center and work his way through the NXT to get to the main roster and keep that blood tradition going. So, well, nonetheless, this was actually a great fucking match, even though it was only 12 minutes. Ravens here hits a 617, and finally hits a frog splash. Hey, beloved Eddie Guerrero gets the win clean. One, two, three. I give it four stars. Solid. Solid, great, Easy. great, great, both, both in ring performances from both of these guys. Seriously, hmm. like, yeah. yeah, like this is type of the match that I can see Paul Heyman had. Paul Heyman definitely had his fingertips in. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like this is definitely his his, his morning. This ain't no one else's. Period. Your blood go. Hmm. I home Holly agree because. Honestly, you can tell the difference of who's riding these matches. This is Paul Heyman's match. This is Paul Heyman's match all the way. And I believe he was one of the people that was supportive of Buddy Murphy as well. So what's the better time to make him shine than against a legend like Rey Mysterio to showcase his ability and let along tell the story, the story of the young cat going against the old, you know, the old lion, saying, oh, this is not bad. You know, you're not bad for an old man. And then that old man beats the young lion to be in the money in the bank, proving these young cats wrong. And I can respect that. And um, these two, for a good 12 minutes, gave me the match of the night, at least for me. I was excited to see these two go at it when the match was made announced, uh, when it was announced last week. Was I a little, uh, was I a little nervous of how it was going to turn out? Yeah. You know, because I've had my hopes up for matches in the past few weeks, and I've been disappointed. You know, so I didn't want it to, to become a trend. But finally, you know, this is delivered. Four fucking stars, hands down. Ray Mysterio deserves the win. Buddy Murphy had a hell of an outing. I'm pretty sure that he'll have plenty more opportunities in the future. But right now, he just uh, Seth's disciple. And I pretty, I'm pretty sure that in the long run, if Seth is still going to be remaining a heel, I think Buddy Murphy will probably be uh, the breakout out of the two or if Arthur's a pain. Now, remember the other one? He but, had uh, surgery, so they're both out. Oh, they out? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I must have missed that one. Mm. Um, damn. So, shit. What if, if Seth and Buddy Murphy was to, like, break up and we're not seeing Buddy Murphy being the one to be the fan favorite and I think they'll tell a story and matches Future hands. I see bright things for Buddy Murphy, and I hope I'm right with that because this match right here shows it all. With 12 minutes, these two gave it. Put him in a fucking feud. Put him in a fucking pay-per-view and give him more time. You know what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. For a qualifying match, this was a match in the night for me. Congrats to Rick. All right. All right. Karu? It was a good match. I agree with everything that... um. Um, my boy Nick was saying so everything worked out perfectly. Um, I'm I don't know if you guys paid attention to this, but look at the superstars who qualified 
for the money in the bank and because of where we at in this corona situation i don't believe these superstars who are qualifying now will be in the money in the bank money in the bank matches if there was an audience or whatnot i just think they're just doing this to push some of the mid-card levels because obviously their main performers are not traveling or whatnot so i just wanted to throw that out there because i was like wait a minute Apollo Crews, he he made it. Alex LeBac, and who's the other the Joe Schmo that made it on Raw? I don't, I forgot. Oh, let me say it, my fault. So, <laughs> I'm I'm like maybe they're just doing this just because of what they have. But I'm curious to see if this was if it wasn't coronavirus, would this be happening the way it is? Otherwise, not, I agree with everything my boy Nick said. Good question. Jeez. Maybe Alistair Black would still. Yeah, Alistair Black, yes. Maybe Alistair Black, yeah. but I don't see Rey Mysterio and Apollo Crews. I'm sorry, Apollo Crews. I'm not going to lie. They had random picks in the Money in the Bank matches in the past, and if I was to pick a random pick, I would choose Apollo. Just show his athletics, pop the crowd, mm-hmm. but not win the match. Right. I've seen yeah, a lot for, of some high, yeah. for some high-flying spots. He'll be like a, he'll, Daniel Bryan. He'll be, he'll be like the updated version of Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Pretty much. And remember, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan started off as one of those people. Mm-hmm. And he became the money in the bank one. And, and look at him now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like fired for choking out Vince, wasn't that? Did he? Uh, shit, was it like a year after? Yeah, for that whole... Uh, was it Daniel Bryan? Somebody got fired for choking out Vince violently, violently during that whole Nexus shit. Oh, yeah, it was Daniel Bryan. He was choking out the ring announcer. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they always censor that shit every time I look at that ass whoop. <laughs> <laughs> that dude almost died, though. <laughs> yeah. He choked the shit out of him. <laughs> I, did not, I, I did not know this. Wow. Yeah, man, he got fired, but they brought him back. That was a smart move. WWE always, yeah, if you always look up that beating, they always censor <laughs> yeah. that. You, you got to look at, you got to look at some legit shit on YouTube, not the WWE page because they'll always censor mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but <laughs> wow, I did not know that shit. Wow. Um, yeah, we're gonna move on to the next. Um, the next segment was the eighth match of the night: Caden Carter versus Charlotte Flair. Ugh. Charlotte Flair wins by submission. Figure eight leg lock. Six minutes. Done. I'm oh, done. Shit. Next. Kaden Carter's a better fucking athlete. She deserves. Better. Yeah, she definitely does deserve better. Like she making squash by the main events off the last like two or three weeks. That's all I got. to say. Like as a rag doll, some I'm shit. Just, just disgusting. That's bullshit. You're going to have their title, and then you're going to bury their talent. That's what Thank I'm you. At. Yes, you know thank you. What the fuck? We try to find the good in this shit. But there you know ain't no mean? good where you're already developing NXT to be the WWE ECW all over again. <laughs> yeah. Crew, just say it. Don't even, don't even ask Next. Next. <laughs> oh, my God. And the so. segment afterwards? What else is this? Bobby Lashley finally flips over this stupid-ass dick tractor tire. 
I wrote down ugh. Like just straight disappointment. I lift things up and put them down. Thanks, Hulk. <laughs> Next segment afterwards, the ninth match of the night, Andrade with Selena Vega versus Akira Tozawa. Six minutes, Andrade wins by pin using the turn but I mean, using the hammerlock DDT from the, um, the mid-range rope. I don't have to really feel about this. I wasn't. I, I mean, I gave it three point five, but now looking at it, but now looking at the situation, of where he's going right now, I'm like, you know what? Two point seven five stars. I, I had a debunk, debunk for that one reason only. Debunk. And you know, I wasn't really enthusiastic about the match. We already knew what the hell was going to happen. The question was, how long was it? Um, going to be two minutes, four minutes? Well, we got six today. So what match was it? Andrade versus Akira Tozawa from NXT. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Well. Well. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't got really much to say about this one. <laughs> Except um, Andrade probably did his crew a favor. And that's get at least a win for this hell of a night. That they haven't, but you know, nothing else to say there. I mean, the only thing that just kind of just stuck in my head was Tazawa is looking strong in this cruiserweight championship tournament, and then you put him on the main roster, and it's like a whole nother time zone. Like it doesn't exist that this man is shit in his own right. I wish that these quote-unquote jobber filler matches were actually matches. That's... Eh. Yeah, I ain't got no Crew. Yeah. You didn't know my Next. answer. Next. <laughs> <laughs> then, as it... I'm so then, As these two, Andrade and Zelina Vega walk up the aisle, comes out, Street Profits come out, get on the commentary, hyping up themselves and hyping up the next upcoming contestant for the next match, Bianca Belair, of course. Which is going to lead us to the very next match, Bianca Belair versus Santana Garrett. What kind of name is that? I thought Garrett Santana, Santana Garrett. That's a bad name as a double female. No disrespect to her. <laughs> Bianca Belair wins by pen. She does the Argentine face buster. She gets the dub that way. Seven minutes. Pretty, I mean, at least they gave Santana Garrett some little bit of offense. But it's like, damn, all these NXT people and now Bianca now looking at themselves like, damn, thank God I came up here because if I would have been called up to get my ass beat, I would have wanted to not be up here anyway. <laughs> but thank God that her husband is a tag team champion, so maybe that was her safety net. Along with her great in-ring ability as well. Yep. Being able to cover herself like that, she could hold her yeah. own. So seven minutes, three point seven seven minutes, three point three three point twenty five stars. That's my great friend. Young boy. Um, Bianca. Oh, sorry. I'm honestly going to give it uh, two and a half stars only because uh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, here we go again with this formula. We got the popular NXT call up, another one to be exact, and they're going to be in a bunch of fucking squash matches for the four months. And yeah, (laughs) you know, uh, Aleister Black had to go through that. 
the War Raiders. Oh, sorry, the Viking Raiders had to go through that. Uh, now I know there's more, but I'm just gonna go ahead and go to the current. Now it looks like Bianca Belair is probably gonna be in that. I hope she's not, because she is a beast in her own way. She is extremely talented, extremely athletic. She can go in the ring. But you can't show much if you just tossing jobbers around like your bitch. I mean, no offense to Santana, Tony Santana, Santana, Jeff Garrett. Santana Garrett. Whatever her name is. Um, (laughs) Santana Garrett. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. If you say that name with your eyes, you're not going to think about a woman. You don't want to open your eyes quick. See? realize You see? But, but, um... (laughs) You know, other than that, uh, I expect Bianca Belair to take this W. You know, if you're going to be the EST and you have your husband on commentary, not shutting the hell up. Yeah, for real. Hey. <laughs> you know, it'll be something if she lost. That'll be some shocking shit, but we all know what's going to happen. True. So. Santana G, you tried. Uh, yes, I just want to say what Nick just said, like, man, Montez Ford don't know when to shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm all for hyping your wife up and whatever. Listen, we all know you guys married, you guys have kids and all that, like, man, sometimes it's shut up, man. But, <laughs> anywho, Bianca Belair should have been on SmackDown, where I would love to see her against Bailey, um, instead of yeah. having to see her split up with Sasha Banks. That would have been a lot better. I think the Raw, I keep I said this over and over again. Raw women's division sucks major mm. balls. And there's no it's, it's besides Oscar. Besides Oscar, that's the only one that's the standing one right now. Besides Oscar. Because yeah. you can't because yeah. you say like, you gotta reiterate yeah. that. That's why I got like almost like offended. I'm like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Oscar oh, is carrying that division with her giffies. Every time I go on Twitter, I look at her with her dances and everything. She is killing that heel role and should should be the Raw Women's Champion instead of Becky Thank Lynch, God. who I am tired of seeing her as champion. God. And she keeps saying 365 days a year. She ain't doing nothing. There has been no formidable challenges. Like, like nothing. Come on now. Like, like what is nothing. Going on? Nothing. Like, nothing. So this is one of the weakest. The, you know what's funny? Remember when New Day had the belt for 400-something yeah. days? They went up against the Usos multiple times who were top. They went against a top tag team during SmackDown and put that belt on the line. And that right there was one of the greatest runs as tag team champions for over a year. Becky Lynch has been a champion over a year, and that's one of the worst runs I've ever seen in my life. Her chasing the belt is way better than her having the belt. Yeah, it always ended up being that way, too. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I know that she's the man and everything, but my God, damn! They gotta fix. They this really shit. gotta fix this shit so bad. This and look, I, I just seen there's a, a photo of her with her, with her boyfriend uh, posing with the belts. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> <laughs> and the eleventh match of this evening, which was the main event, Angel Garza comes out with the trio. Uh, Austin Theory, Vega, and Andrade versus one Drew McIntyre, the uh, new world heavyweight champion. 
Before I go deeper into this thing, I, ha- I had to get the laugh off first because I giggled at this. This was definitely big bad news for these quadruple, these, these four right here of all Latin descent. You can get in the squads. <laughs> oh, God, nonetheless. Oh, wait a minute. We actually hit the one-hour market. Cool. We can still go. Um, nonetheless, um, this whole thing made me laugh from beginning to end. Angel Garza didn't even do the whole trademark rip off his, um, his penis angle and shit like that. He just got smacked around, squashed, buried, body, flipped over. He got a little offense in, but that didn't really last long. This dude, McIntyre, takes out everybody. <laughs> what I mean, everybody? I mean, everybody. The same thing like last week with the whole body chops. <laughs> he clayed. He clayed. He, he body chops one, throws on Johnny over the ramp. He Claymore kicks uh, Austin Theory out the ring. He's knocked out for the count. Then he comes in. He gets the doubly one, two, three. With a, I mean, with another Claymore kick to Angel Garza. Get away clean. Five minutes this was. All that in five minutes. Talk about high speed and high endurance for Drew McIntyre trying to, you know, get get big and build him up big. Um, after the match is over, he said, "I can keep going at this all damn day." And you know what else? He kicks guard. He clean up his Garza again, and then he kicks Anthony. I mean, Austin Theory. My apologies. Before the show even ends, he does his little baseball slide up the ramp. <laughs> I'm just having fun. He's just enjoying his time. He's like, you know, like, oh yeah, what's happening? I mean, this little baseball slide, like that ram ain't gonna hurt his skin. <laughs> Three point twenty-five stars. It only made me laugh, even for a squash. It was a decent squash for McIntyre's sake, but the people that he did it on. If you're trying to make this whole trio to the the I mean the Los the Los Mexicos again or the LWO, how <laughs> crew was saying it earlier, this is a this is a L-W-O. bad way to feed your champion to. It's good for him, but it's bad for them. It's like did the cow. It's like did the cow and exactly. it's like did the cow that's being cooked and turned into steak, and we're the ones eating the steak. It's just terrible. Especially if you're gonna, especially with one that is the United States champion. So what? So what does that tell me mean? That he can't even help his boy get a dub. <laughs> you, you know what's, what's funny? How you, yo, they are burying the United States title by trying yep. to make Drew McIntyre look good yep. against the LWO. Exactly, no and that's the Intercontinental belt on the brand at the moment. So you can see it unfolding, fans, before your very eyes, how this is all transpiring from this point of view. Oh, we're just going to put them together because this is just good shit. And they can travel together. They can learn from each other. And we can make a win and lose. And we can be on the main heels of the show. I mean, of the brand, nonetheless. Because you got Selena that can wrestle and be a manager, which I meant to say earlier. She should only just be a manager. Don't, don't go back to wrestling. My God, you're more better for this role. You look good in this suit. You just don't look good in a wrestling type. I'm done. I don't give a fuck. Will tell your baby mom with the face on her nose? Oh. Uh, Brown fucking line. 
I got and, you. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that. Tell her to fix her goals, and then she will actually be competing with Mandy Rose, a high female of the rosters. Oh, don't forget about when she morning. comes in. Hello. When she goes back into the darkness, then she, then she can call my phone any day. I'll be, I'll be here a little sleep. I'll be here a little sleep, buddy. Just you ain't putting no mask on me and no ball in my mouth and like type shit. Like that's one thing I'm not gonna do. You she could tie me up. Well, she would hog tie you and roast you like a fucking turkey. Help me! Whatever you shit. I don't want to share that now. Fucking rotisserie chicken shit. Burn your ass up. Y'all boy, go ahead, man. My fault. No, that's all good. Uh, but, Rue, I'm going to just say, like, WWE 2K. Yeah, so your girl ain't looking too good on that. <laughs> I tried to look past it, but she gave Dana Brooke from 2K17 a run for her money. But anyways, um, this match is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't. You called him Mexico. Cool. Rue, you called him LW. Uh, I called him wait, wait, wait. How did you be the job squad? But yeah, they be winning. <laughs> I mean, Mexico. True, they, they winning. But. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. What was that faction that Raven Seal started with Kenyon in um, WCW in 1999 when he, uh, when he took off his mask? Whatever faction that was, that's them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, let me be real. If you're going to try to make a name for yourself, right, at least have one week where you at least get the ass whooping given to the champion and then y'all stand tall and be like, yeah, Mexico, cool, whatever the fuck y'all going, whatever the fuck y'all new theme song is a click going to be, because you know their name's going to be in that bitch. But if you're going to get your ass kicked two straight weeks in a row by one dude, like, you get your ass kicked last week, you have a whole week to have a strategy to make sure you don't get your ass whooped again the next week. Next week come, you still get your ass whooped by the same one guy that whooped your ass the week prior that you took the next seven days to fucking strategize. And it's like, what the fuck? The only smart person out of this whole thing was Andrade. I think he's the one that left. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So what are you trying to say? So are you trying to say that Dan, like, I can picture them more of <laughs> man's big ass one. That's fucked up. And then so Zelina Vega is the one that's handling the money in the management and shit. <laughs> that's so racist as fuck, bro. What the fuck? You know, but all in all, this this is a grade eight ass whooping from one champion to three other people. Because we all know that we we've seen these three in singles matches, tag matches, and we all know what they can do. Some may not give a shit on what they can do. But all in all, they can go in the ring. But when it comes to Drew McIntyre, it's like, how can I, how can I describe this in the most common way? It's like 
when you don't want to go ham on your cousin on a video game. Oh my god, yo, you thought the same thing I thought mm-hmm. last night, and I said this, I said this in my head. I was like, imagine us playing WWF. Um, no mercy, and you're just going through the storyline within like, and, and then you're gonna do one match within five minutes. I describe this match exactly as that it's just like an automatic playing video game mode, and you're just whipping everyone's ass like you already know what to do and how to do it. That's exactly how it was, and then you're celebrating yeah. at the end of shit. I was like, This is a video game match. That's I'm like, Wow, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. I knew I wasn't tripping. Yeah. I knew you I was in trouble when I was watching that match. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it hit me even more when you sat there and said, one of y'all just said, because both of y'all were talking, one of y'all said that he didn't even do his... Uh, oh, yeah, his I did. Yeah, yeah I said that. Shit. <laughs> you know, Drew did that. You know what I'm saying? It's like everything that they knew how to do, it's like, oh, shit. The test is today. <laughs> My fucking brain farted. That's what I got out of this whole goddamn thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a great A ass whooping again for Drew. But like you said, and like we all been saying, what is what good is it for the Mexicanos? Or LAX. I mean, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call them. They ain't, damn sure ain't proud and powerful because they a lot better than they are right now. You know, so... Uh, Drew's looking good. He's doing his job as champion. They're doing what they're doing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering how it would have been if there was a crowd there. Would there be a time frame where the crowd gets tired of Drew? Thank That's you. Thank you. Head, thank but... you. Thank you. You said it. He stole it right from my motherfucking <laughs> But this is the type of shit. But this is the type of shit that usually there's a crowd that people kind of exactly. get tired of real quick. And that's why that's why I said and, Drew uh, McIntyre's WWE Championship run is being saved because there's no crowd. I guarantee you, if there was a crowd and that match versus him and Seth Rollins, watch how quickly those fans turn and want Seth Rollins to be the champion. Hmm. Interesting. Mark my words. I mean, it was a very interesting time. Hmm. But that's my take in it. It's a very interesting time. So are you so saying Drew McIntyre is going to be uh, one of those transitional champions? champions? Like Braun Strowman? Yes. Mm. Mm. I wouldn't say a transitional champion. I would say that he'll be the champion that everybody wanted. I mean, hey, it's just like when everybody wanted Kofi to be champion. He's finally champion. And then everybody got tired of his championship reign. Now, you got to ask yourself a question. Now, thank God it didn't happen, but what if this shit happened a year ago and Kofi won the championship? How would the championship reign be? Nah, you yeah. needed that crowd for Kofi's championship run. You needed that one. Yeah, exactly. You needed exactly. that one. I mocked the fuck I mean, out that's that the thing. One. I know you need, yeah. I know you would need the crowd for the moment, but you know, I'm actually asking the question, scraping that moment off. That's like my personal feelings towards that, you know, that title run. That's everybody's personal, you know, personal feeling that they would need the crowd. Mm. But if we put it to the side, how would it been? You know, how would Kofi look as a champion? Because if you look at Drew's champion right now, look how he's looking right now. It's different because there's no crowd reaction to get on WWE's ass, like it's been for the past few years. That's why people's getting tired of Becky's bullshit. 
<laughs> and that's another saying? reason why you know they so, um, people prefer Brock as champion. I even though I fucking he doesn't defend the title, but Brock as champion is more appealing, more believable than anybody having that belt besides Seth. And I think now also at the same time with also me saying this, I also believe that hopefully Drew can break this stigma of this, okay, the guy that should have been champion a long time mm-hmm. ago, he finally is on top. He's champion. Will the energy of the supporters be the same when this year is over? Because if there's anything that I noticed over the time is that the heavy supporters will sit there and want that person to be champion, but the same energy is not there by the end of the year. Now, I'm not saying that's with everybody. That's some who actually made it to the top. And I will put Kofi High on that list because there weren't a lot of supporters left unless, um, well, until he lost the championship to Brock Lesnar and everybody had their, you know, their feelings towards that. He should have lost the championship maybe in a different way. You know, people will have their says about it. You know, but if Drew can break this stigma and let him be himself because I've seen Drew outside WWE since he's been gone and how he's grown as a superstar. And I've always sat there and said to myself when I've seen him doing his thing on the indies and whatever and to impact wrestling, fucking WCPW and wherever he went, I'm like, if this dude comes back to WWE, he's going to, he's going to come back a star. He needs to be champion. Even though it took time, it finally happened. But let Drew be Drew. Let him break this stigma. But when the fans start coming in the stadiums and shit, only time will tell. I'll just, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But that's just our experience of the stigmas that's been happening over the years in professional wrestling. You know, but that's all I got to say about that. Nick, you have so many valid points. <clears throat> I simply want to say uh, Drew McIntyre is vanilla ice cream. Plain, bland, boring as shit. Give me some motherfucking cookies and cream, some motherfucking Reese's and Pieces. Some motherfucking uh, some some candy. Then yeah, but Drew McIntyre and because how they booking him versus the Mexicos, the LWO, like this shit makes no logic. Like I don't understand it, and I don't. I'm really yeah. That Money in the Bank ladder match. That sorry, not ladder match. That Money in the Bank match, right? Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. You don't think that if there was a crowd, right? Before this match happens, well, the build-up to this match, and Vince see the way the crowd is reacting, because Vince had the habit of doing that. You know, Vince gets really trigger-happy when it comes to that crowd. If he doesn't get what he likes, and he see people leaning towards the other people, that's how Kofi won that championship in the first place. Remember, it was supposed to be Mustafa Ali, but he got hurt. Kofi stepped in. That crowd gravitated to Kofi. Vince McMahon saw dollar signs, and he ran with that shit. Straight to the bank. Yep. I guarantee you right now, if there was a crowd <laughs> right now, them dollar signs would not be in Drew McIntyre. Oh. I think what really fucked up Drew McIntyre is one is that lack of crowd. Because when he won that championship match against Brock Lennon, well, when he won the Royal Rumble, everybody was happy for him. It was like a proud moment. Everybody was like, yes, finally. And then now we have no crowd, yeah. and it's just like, damn, man, you're not fucking mm. boring. Damn. 
Exactly. Lift him to gravitate. I mean, he can't even do the fucking. Now that's just three, so stupid, two, one man. Shit My son could do that he's shit. He's doing the man. claymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he three, no point. Yeah, he. Two, one, yeah, he need, Yeah, he needs that crowd participation just, you know, just just for that finish and to really kick off and really sell big. But yeah. Exactly, because that's what it is. It'll be that that monumental moment when he does that clay ball and the crowd gets up, the crowd gets happy. I'm I'm they might pull that championship yeah. and put it on set. Something's telling me something might yeah. happen. Something. Like you said, maybe Alistair Black. Yeah, Who knows? Who might never know? Damn. Nah, well, that ain't happening. That's the end of Monday Night Raw. So y'all know what, what we do before we go off the show. We always play the game, the fancy booking game. Y'all should know the rules. So y'all listeners at home should know the rules. We pick and choose a segment that happened throughout the whole match card. We change that segment and we explain why. Take away this whole goddamn Nia Jax thing. Just <laughs> take away the whole goddamn. No, 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 massive, no, 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 no. no. Damn. No, actually, matter of fact, I'm gonna actually video. correct myself again. Screw that. Take away Charlotte's match. Oh, I'm already, I'm, I'm already sick and tired of her already. She should already be on NXT, not on both brands. If you're gonna have the NXT belt, like that makes no sense. You already have a women's champion on Raw. Why the NXT champion up here? Duh, makes more sense. You go down to that gold brand. Like, what's your main purpose to go head to head with AEW? So why would they put the belt on her if you're not gonna be on that goddamn show? Boom, and she should have stayed her the ass down there. <laughs> so. Exactly. Either that or so, keep, keep uh, the belt on real. So, that, so that's Charlotte Bass guy fucking go. Young Blood, what you think? Oh, that's good. Young Blood, what you think? Well, this week ain't no match. I am getting rid of that Viking Raiders segment. It Look. Man, look, that threw me the fuck off, bro. Imagine going <laughs> off high with that. That happened to me. Yo, <laughs> I looked at that TV like, what the fuck is this? Look, I'm going to just say this. The only thing that I would, you know, say, and yes, I'm still taking this fucking segment off because it doesn't make no goddamn sense. Because for months and fucking years since they've been on, well, how long have they been on the main roster? You know, at this point, after last night, I don't care anymore. But look, listen. These motherfuckers went from talking backstage in a dark room with some red lighting and some smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, and we're going to run the tag team. You know, you went from that to doing some fucking carpool while you're eating a goddamn drumstick. Turkey leg. I mean, I would have been okay when they was just sitting there. <laughs> I would be okay if they were just sitting there. I don't care if it's in their car. Let it be nighttime. Put some red lighting in your shit. Have a drumstick in your hand and be threatening. I'm going to eat you up like I'm going to do this turkey leg. Oh, some shit. Not no fucking, yeah, we are the Vikings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck you were chanting. Now, as stupid as the Bobby Lashley thing was, at least it was authentic for one thing. It went based on his, basically, I can't say what, his, his personality, his strength. Basically, just playing his strength. Okay, I get it. He flips the fucking wheel. But it would kind of match in the caliber of Bobby Lashley. He's a strong individual. I get it. But with the Vikings... <laughs> no, 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 they don't. <laughs> I don't think they drive cars. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So to me, that don't fuck up the whole Viking. No pun to their last name. Experiment. That was, bad, but no, <laughs> that was a very bad Viking experience. <sighs> Kuro. That too. Plain, short and sweet, I think WWE Raw needs to change what it's doing. I understand Heyman has his certain projects of superstars he wants to push and try to get them more of a, a, a bigger name. Hence why you see Apollo Crews. I believe that was a Paul Heyman move. I don't see that being a Vince move because Vince don't like niggas. Um, so I think that's more of a Paul Heyman move, but I think Paul Heyman needs to... I wish he could take more control of the booking and do more in the sense of writing the show because that man is a Thank fucking you. genius. I don't care what no one says. He's a fucking Thank genius. Um, so he needs to he take more ownership man. of that and allow him to do his thing. You know what's funny? I'll make this quick. When Vince don't get in the way of shit, things run smoothly. When 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 Hunter is running NXT, all these yeah. superstars are dope. They kick ass, but the minute they get to Raw and SmackDown, you are scratching your head. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are they doing? And I know Triple H only could do so much what he can because he's NXT is his bread and butter and whatnot. But damn, Vince is like cancer. He is. He's that cancerous tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I just think he just needs to chill, <laughs> man. Like, chill. Like, come on, you can't tell me. Like, how Alex the Black is so big in NXT, then when he goes to Raw, he's sitting there in a dark room. Oh, I want to, who wants to come and drink my blood and all that stupid <laughs> shit? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that shit don't make sense, man. I don't understand. And I'm afraid Bianca Belair Bia- is going to fall right into that fucking trend and be lost in the shuffle. And she's one of my favorite... African American female superstars who I would love to see her holding that championship belt because she deserves it. She's fucking awesome in the ring and she could fucking do her thing in that ring. Let's not forget the Royal. Oh, Rumble. yeah. This year, she the one oh, that yeah. stole that show and yep. she should have won it. Charlotte. But who we gave it to? Thank you. Garbage. Yeah. Oh. Garbage. I'm a tumor. 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 <laughs> That's only thing that came into my head. And then Peter's face is now Vince McMahon's face. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of our show. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for staying tuned. Support us. Hashtag OTTR. OTTR. Hashtag support OTTR. Hashtag support local podcast. Hashtag off the top roast. Hashtag off the top roast podcast. I'm Shizlansky. Young blood. Karu. What y'all guys say? We gave y'all shouts before we dip out of here. Go ahead, Nick. I like to shout out. I like to shout out to WWE, not because your product kind of you know is up and down right now, but the fact that you give us a reason to do what we do, and that's to talk shit about your product. And I hope that you take the criticism. And please, if this ever goes out there, Thank please you. give Paul Heyman some control. All I beg for. Please. 
Please. I'm done. I want to give three quick shout outs. Give a shout out to Spotify for finally Spotify for finally getting Dre's chronic album. Classic album. Perfect on 420. Excited for that. Shout out my boy Nick. Your birthday's yo, coming yo. up. So I'm gonna give you an yeah. early birthday shout out. <laughs> Lastly, oh, I want to shout out Princess for allowing me to stick my meat sauce all in her I mean stick my breast stick all in her meat sauce. Definitely, I deserve that. Yeah, we give a shout out to you out there in Brooklyn, you know, holding it down and <clears throat> making sure that you keep it safe as well. Um, to the viewers at home, because it's confident situation. And my god, let's work together, people. Want to get my two jobs back? <laughs> um, wash your head, wash your hands, wash your fucking ass. Exactly. Please put these face masks on. Put these gloves on. Like for God's sake, like even the situation in Kentucky right now, that's getting insane right now as we speak. Jesus Christ. Um, stay six feet away from my people. Stay away six feet from others. Take take heat with yourself. And all this other stuff, man. Just be smart, people. Like for crying out loud, like you know, it doesn't take that much. So this whole fiasco is over. Hopefully, hopefully it's over soon. And to the viewers at home, from one good man nationwide back in the day, once told us, once told millions of people, just like us, once a daytime TV, take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>